1: everyone, welcome to the Four Corners Podcast. I am Shad, here with Matt and Brad. Guys, how are you? Doing good, Shad.
0: Better than the NWA fans, I would say.
1: (laughs) We'll get back around to that. We want to say thank you everybody out there for joining us for this episode. We'll get our shout-outs taken care of right here at the beginning. The first one is going to go to Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand, collarandelbowbrand.com use the promo code for corners podcast. That's the number four capital scene corners, capital PM podcast with no spaces to save 10% off your order Our other shout out since, uh, Since the folks in East Kentucky are trying to rebuild, they're trying to find some way to get their life back to normal, but the shiny has kind of worn off their particular disaster. I'm going to encourage you that if you'd be willing to help with them, I'm going to encourage you to go to Apple Shop, A-P-P-A-L-S-H-O-P dot org. That's a good organization, and if you're trying to donate to a particular thing, uh, instead of just general relief, they're going to know who to direct you to
2: with those shout outs taken care of, we're going to go over to Matt. Uh, that'd be to Orlando Cologne. You know, the only thing I've wanted is Orlando Cologne to wish me a happy birthday. It's actually my birthday guys. Oh, happy it's, birthday, man. We're recording this on on November 15th. It's actually my birthday. That's uh, fantastic. so I don't know. Maybe I haven't gotten a text or an email. <laughs> or no, a, but a, you got
1: a you got a DM. slick cake.
2: Yes. Hopefully that uh, I do. I actually, my, we, my wife did get me, uh, a cake, which that was like a surprise, uh, but she got me a, a cake with a really fancy sting cake topper <laughs> and it looks amazing. It went, she actually like got it like officially made from, uh, someone on Etsy. Oh, so, wow. That's really cool. It's really cool. She was actually um, really excited about it. Yeah. And then I, she I, got me, then she got me CM punk, like plate to eat. Cake. <laughs> I'm like, well, <laughs> not everything could be perfect. Well, at least you can stab uh, I, his
0: I, face with a fork.
2: I
1: thought that the joke was gonna be when we're done with it, we can throw it in the trash, like I thought I was did. leaning in on that joke but...
0: yeah you know what any I, you know what I find remarkable about punk is he had let's he had a really good career and he was big name in wrestling, and now anytime his name comes up like by the third comment, it's always a, I'm trying to run a business here, and I think he might have memed his whole career with that
1: line Uh, i'm old i'm tired and uh i'm dealing with with kids who haven't been anywhere children yeah Yeah. it's like yep congratulations dude your hissy fit has now tarnished your entire legacy good job um so we're gonna we're gonna hit on a few things tonight and matt or brad kind of uh leaned us in on the first topic uh hard times three nwa hard times three came out here was it this past weekend weekend before
0: last weekend this this past weekend
1: this past weekend so
0: i did a little research before we because we were going to talk about this so i went back and found when they came back i think we talked about the nwa once or twice and matt and i instantly crapped on tyrus being signed and said he had no business in a wrestling promotion so they had they 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 headlined what the the August pay-per-view with him.
1: He was in a three-way, I think.
0: Yeah, and people were not thrilled with that. And then Hard Times 3 came around and they gave him a world title shot again, which the fans weren't happy about. And then um he won the title to the happiness of no one.
1: Yeah. I think the thing that sums up for me um, was the the Twitter post that I saw that had it had this list. It said uh, it said uh, Thez, um,
0: hmm. Thez,
1: Funk, Brisco. Race, Briscoe, Flair, Dusty, and then it shows that GIF of Tyrus hopping off the second rope to miss a splash by landing on his feet and then gently rolling to the side. Yeah. And it's like, uh, I look at that, and I'm like, oh, God. Well, the, like, that's – if you're not if you're not up for taking, like, missing a second rope splash, don't go up on that second rope. Just don't do it.
0: Well, and this kind of comes on the heels of Nick Aldis and Billy Corgan, I guess, had a falling out recently, and Aldis left the company. And he made some comments, that at the time, a lot of us were like – Huh, that's kind of unprofessional and shitty. And then that, half, we're like, oh.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think that there's like a lot to this, but one thing that allegedly, or may have been the main thing uh, going on is that uh, Billy Corgan had made a comment like a, a while back where it's like, this is why this has been used against him, like with the Tyrus thing, putting the, the, the title belt on Tyrus, who has no business like having the. Your world championship, but let
0: alone the TV title he's had for like forever. Yeah.
2: Um. But Billy Corgan said something about like, oh, uh, like you know, like the the quality of like the women's wrestling, like just isn't up to par for me. And it was like you like would turn your head like a dog, and it's like what, like what? Uh, yeah. And that I think there was some behind the scenes stuff, but apparently like that wasn't well received. By Nick Aldis because Nick Aldis is married to Mickey James, yeah, uh, and Mickey Mickey James obviously like women's wrestler, uh, and there is some bad blood there. And Mickey, I think Nick Aldis knew some of the stuff that that they were going was going on. He's like, yeah, no, I want, I want to be done. His contract ended was ending by like the end of the year anyway, Uh, but it sounds like he was either released early or just for sure is like not going to resign, which is really. Unfortunate because
0: he... he's kind of like their like, right hand man the whole time.
2: He's a guy who, like, probably should have left like, like years ago, but didn't because he, you know, they, maybe they were paying him well, but they want he maybe he thought like, well, they're gonna do something here, but no, like, they're not, they, they haven't, and it's unlikely that they're gonna like right the ship with, with Tyrus in charge. <laughs> Oh, yeah. How do you even
0: justify Tyrus? That's what I don't understand.
2: How old is he? Is he like 45 or something like that? He's up there. He
0: looks like he's 60.
2: He's 40. Wow, he's older than I thought he was. He's 49. He'll be turning 50 in February. Look, there are people that are, you know, 50 plus who have who are still out there like I mean stings like what 62 63 yeah like still putting on a hell of a show Ricky and Morton. you have you have uh, you have Jericho out there who's like 52 53 I think yeah maybe maybe not quite that old but he's like he's definitely like 50 and above but he's like doing a bunch of stuff now because you know he's not only has it been with AEW obviously but it's like he got his health I guess his diet and his health and everything like in check. And he looks great and it actually like caused him to become more mobile and more like uh, agile and and, and fast. Mm -hmm. So it's a good thing for him. Like he's doing some good stuff, but like that's not remotely Tyrus.
0: No, because Tyrus is obese. He's always been obese and he's at that point where he's probably running into health problems with it. But even Jericho at his age I would never have called him obese, but he was definitely overweight and you could see, mm-hmm. you could see those extra 50 pounds and how they weighed him down. as yeah, a... Well,
2: he, I don't think he's ever like, but he, he ever said this, but like based upon like how he, his podcast, I don't listen to his podcast regularly, but like back in the day, like his podcast and, and everything it's like, okay, well you're living like the rockstar lifestyle with mm-hmm. you and your fuzzy band. Yeah. Like, how much are you drinking? Oh, a because lot. I, oh, yeah. I know. Like back, back, like uh, you know, last year, about this time last year, I was like, I was drinking, uh, not like an alcoholic, but I would drink on the weekends, like beer and everything like that. Uh-huh. And I, by like February of this year, I was like, no, nah, I don't like this. Like, I don't like how I'm looking. Like, I definitely have gained weight. Like, you can see it. So I reduced. Like I I changed my diet. I basically cut out, like, a lot of carbs, a lot of sugars, and one of the things I cut down on was alcohol, like, beer. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm not really going to do more than, like, this amount on the weekend, and I'm only going to drink on the weekend, so that's the only time I'm going to drink, so, like, my drinking would be, like, reduced. And again, not like I'm, like, pounding weight. I'm not not like I'm doing, like, a, a case of beer or anything like that, but even, like, dropping down, like, two or three beers over the course of the weekend, like three days. It's like that had not actually made a difference. It's like, I'm cutting out all these calories. I'm cutting out all the carbs from this. Mm -hmm. So him like drinking, like it probably affected him. Like he, that's one of the things he said, he changed his diet and he said like, well, I changed my diet and I started following this diet. And that's what actually helped me. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, I mean, I know from me, um, I've lost 60 pounds this year because I gained a lot with COVID but the cleaner my diet is the better my arthritis feels and the mm-hmm. better my joints feel like if when i cut the carbs and sugars out my joints feel better
2: oh i um i had the beginnings of what i think was like an inflammatory disease uh we could never like i went to a doctor and they they couldn't pin down like exactly what it was because it was kind of early but changing my diet it's like i have dramatically reduced inflammation and like my body, like I had all these like joint pain issues before and changed my diet. I like, started eating clean or more clean. And it's like, that kind of went away to the point where my wife is like, that's amazing like that. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like I, I dramatically cut down on carbs, dramatically like reduced my sugar intake and I feel good. Like we're it's, not, it,
0: we're yeah. Not. We're not meant to ingest a lot of carbs. No, a,
2: you can have you can have carbs, but it, it maybe it's something that's more like a natural carb, like well, beans, the, rice. The problem and is not even like a lot amount, like a, a huge amount of it. Just like you prob- know, a, a cup of rice, like that's you're you're good.
0: Yeah, but the problem is so the problem is though, in, in America especially, is um, the FDA fucked us because they came out mm. with the food pyramid, and the food pyramid's actually upside down. And they have us stuffing our face with um, carbs and sugary fruits all day when yeah. we should be eating leafy vegetables um, and protein with some dairy and other odds and ends mixed in. But that's why right. th- th- I, that's always been my theory why the obesity epidemic epidemic got so bad is because. Like, they fucking tell you in school, like, you should have, like, a shitload of bread and grains and carbs every day, and you shouldn't. Like, it's it's wrong.
2: That, it's not just that. It's also just, like, our American diet in general. Like, we don't really encourage, like, exercise like we should.
0: No, and we're stuffing our – like, because of subsidies, too, like, we're stuffing our face with corn and soy all day, too.
2: Everything is, like – Cooked with soybean soybean oil, and the one, <laughs> the one like I don't know if you call it, like a, a conspiracy theory or whatever, but the one thing like online I've seen like people like complain about, and I kind of like believe it, I bought into, is people being like, yeah, no, like you should not use like vegetable oil to cook stuff with, and then by that I mean like you know canola oil or things like that, seed oils basically. Um, I, I pretty much like exclusively use like olive oil and I just feel like it's a lot healthier uh than using like all this like processed stuff.
0: Well I actually like I've always had the prevailing theory and I don't think they could ever prove it scientifically, but I think they're cramming um soy into everything is why so many women of our generation have PCOS.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Maybe I don't know. I don't that think the is diet
1: healths big thing. I found an article the other day about the, and I I'm spouting off what I read from it without remembering the details, but the statement that someone who had similar diet and exercise in 1980 versus now, um,
2: you would you you would
1: straight up be heavier now than you were then, mm-hmm. like same diet same exercise. Yet you would be overweight now when you weren't then, and it's like, well, thinking, uh, thinking something's up here, you know. Well, we're, g- a- we're
0: we're generally bigger though, on average, than people that would have been an adult in
2: 1980. Yeah. Well, I mean, people like have posted like pictures from like the 70s, or people also like love to like compare us to like Europe european people and it's like oh europeans are like not obese and stuff like that it's like well i mean i can't say that they aren't like i I don't know the average bmi like a a european person but to the extent that they might be like slimmer than us it's like okay like they're everything that they eat isn't full of like high fructose corn syrup
0: they don't get three sides with dinner and stuff
2: yeah it's like uh, like we've—I don't know if you mentioned this on, but we've talked. I know we talked online where it's like uh, about the the baby formula shortage. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. Like their solution to that was basically just like start importing European formula. It's like that's fine. I mean,
0: you mean babies, you mean babies I do all those stupid bans where they just like constrained it down to like three providers and then yeah, like shot off on a whim and closed one of them down and wouldn't let them reopen for like
2: six months yeah that's government bureaucracy for and then me, admitted but it's
0: like, and then admitted that they what they closed them down for might not have even have been their fault.
2: Mm-hmm. It, it's just like they they start importing the stuff and you actually start researching because they're like, oh no, we can't have like your we can't have like European formula and then you research because they allowed it because it's like, well, you know we have to because there's you know shortages. It's like, okay. Let me look into what actually this formula does. It's like, oh wait, oh you mean the European formula is actually better because it doesn't have, it's not full of corn syrup. Oh sure. okay.
0: Well, like, they, w- we can't, they want they want you to yeah. think though. They want you to mm-hmm. think that when they when they say that and like that's kind of the first reaction I think people had, and you had to correct them is like, oh well, they think you're 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 you, they're keeping like some podunk like who knows what the fuck is in it from like India or something. It's like, no, like they're, they're banning stuff from Europe and Canada from coming yeah.
1: in. Yeah. Mm. The closest analogs to what you would have in the States. But so Tyrus, hmm. um, <laughs> yeah, uh, there's apparently a culture shift happening there and
0: it's not good.
1: Yeah. Which is and, really
0: sad because I've they had started to really build up, like, a smaller following, but they really seem to have gotten, like, their niche down. But even people I know that were super into NWA don't like him.
1: Yeah. And we've got, um oh, apparently, we've got uh, the, what's the phrase I'm looking for here? more prominence of the control your narrative type stuff happening. Oh, God. So, no. I, I don't know. Why? I don't Why? know what Billy Corgan's doing, but there we are. That's the kind of stuff we're getting. It
0: I was, don't need, I don't need, okay, this is as political as I'm going to get. I really don't like woke entertainment, but I find the anti-woke shit just as fucking annoying as, as the woke shit some cases more annoying and it's just like don't if that's if that's the path he thinks he's going to go down like don't it's just as bad as the alternative
1: so this is it that seems to be part of it and so i don't know i wish i had a uh i wish i had a a, uh, something helpful to say here but i'm just i'm out dust my hands of it um
0: I was even thinking about starting to watch it again because they had been doing some interesting stuff, minus Tyrus. But now it's just like, no, no,
1: no, no, rather not. So what were we going into after after being disappointed in the end? OK, so
0: not? this is this is um it's kind of an offshoot of last week's show. But so we decided to do a review of, I guess, the pilot episode for X-Men Pride of x-men pride of the x-men i guess is what you would say or just pride of the x-men so this uh, is yeah. from like 1988 or 1989 and this is a, a failed pilot for an x-men show
1: and uh, let's be honest for well at least for me uh, seeing this pilot i i get why uh no one picked it up
0: well it's very like, um okay let's 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 talk about the positives of this show real quick the the art and the animation for a show of that time is absolutely gorgeous and like multiple steps above what most other shows were.
2: Okay, fair. I would say that I would I would agree with that. Like this, the the animation for the time was like top notch. It was like advanced almost. It looks like it was a an eighty nine show.
0: It goes it's It goes. Blow the for very much with. like. Mm -hmm. I was gonna say it goes blow for blow for the series we actually got and in some instances I think it might have some slight improvements in areas but um, yeah that's I think it's strength
2: I actually would say like overall I I kind of generally agree with you but I do actually think that this the animation here was like slightly above par yeah and the the 90s X-Men show
0: and the intro music was a banger
2: I still love the '90s uh, yeah, X-Men yeah. one, so it's like this. The intro music was a little like not, not as not as exciting for me, but it's good.
0: And this, so let's get into the bad then. Um, this is very '80s cartoon <sighs> mentality. Like it's interesting. I think the first thing that I thought was that like wow, like how much more confident they were to tell like a more grown up, out of the box story and stick closer mm-hmm. to the comic books with um. Mm-hmm with the 90s show, because this is very much, this is very much like what a 80s cartoon would be like. You have the good guys, but then you have a big chunk of bad guys all working together instead of like a villain of the month or villain of the week type of thing.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, what struck me is, I mean, the name for Magneto's crew was already pretty on the nose to call it the, the brotherhood of evil mutants. It's like, okay. I mean, that's, that's a little too much, but then in this, didn't they call it the, the brotherhood of mutant terrorists or something? Yes. Yes. It's like, wow. Somehow you, you, you made it worse.
0: It's not as cool as the original.
1: (laughs) No. The, like uh, the thing that gets me, I think the worst is like some of the, some of the voice acting is, is fine. Like Colossus, fine not like, crawler fine cyclox has
0: a good voice actor but it was not proper for him
1: yeah i wolverine, think storm had the same voice actually i'm not sure she didn't talk much um, no she doesn't but the wolverine absolutely drove me nuts you don't Why? like you don't you Why don't want to put a Australian? shrimp on the Barbie. Yes.
2: Why is he Australian in this? Because I think and, I think like, he badly was badly Australian.
0: Because I think he was Australian in Spider Man and his amazing friends. Like
1: this isn't this isn't like we have an Australian voice actor doing it. This is like a caricature of an Australian voice. This is like Crocodile
0: Dundee. Yeah, it,
1: it's like oh, this is Kitty Pride. She may be joining the. Oi! I don't think she'll play here. And it's like it's it. it there's enough mannerisms that it doesn't sound cockney like I just did. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's
0: bad. I read an interview where they were trying to capitalize on the the Australia mania at the time.
1: Because that was huge with kids.
0: Well, but it was – but by this point, though, it was on the – it was kind it was of – on the lane. Yeah. Uh,
1: one, one other thing I do want to add um, on the good side is – their character introduction stuff, like Kitty arrives at the the mansion, Professor X introduces himself, and is like, "Oh, here are the X Men. They're in the Danger Room." Like, they are short, snappy, and very good introductions to the characters. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's what like ninety seconds for each one, but it's still a good, still a good introduction. It's a good primer. Yeah. And that. I liked that. I'm like, okay, cool. Cause I remember watching this back in 89, whenever it came up and it's, it's stuck in the back of my head for years before I, I was sure that it wasn't a fever dream or something.
0: Dazzler is such a weird pick though.
1: Dazzler was an odd pick,
0: but it makes, it makes sense. So let's talk about the biggest positive of the show um, as a whole. So I did not realize until I watched this, like all the way through as an adult, I was like, Oh, this is—they based the arcade game off of this.
2: They did. They apparently did. I—I I, so I don't know about you guys. I had never seen this.
0: I had seen, I it saw, al, I'd seen bits and pieces of it a long time ago. I had I seen had, it one time in
2: 1989. I had never seen this. Um, and I would see like I saw ads for the the, the arcade game. Yep. In like comics, like way back in the day. And I just took it as like, Oh, it's an after the arcade game. But I didn't realize that. Yes, this is like the inspiration. The, the the pilot didn't go anywhere, but this is the inspiration for the arcade and game. There's
0: even voice lines from the, <clears throat> from the show in the game. Like the, no one can stop the blob is in the game.
2: Yes. <laughs> I, I would say that the, to go back to like the voice acting, like generally I don't think the voice acting was great, but it's also like it, it's 1980s line, quality the line said by some of the characters sometimes like i don't think was great either like for example at, like the first couple minutes when you you see like magneto freed from like a government transport oh my god and he's like i am magneto let me go i command it it's like
1: and the the, and the
2: general me. in charge of the convoy Oh, oh my it, God. It's like over the top racist where it's like, you not deserve to live. And it's like, you okay. You shouldn't be on this planet. I can't wait till we put a bullet in your head. So, you know, I'm yeah. Just like, the problem Whoa. with that though, is Whoa. they didn't,
0: they didn't really address, like they didn't, they didn't give you enough context for like that racism no. to really hit.
2: They didn't. Um, But it was like, the, the, the language used was kind of like odd, but it's also like like dinner too. It's like, if he said that I let me go, I commend it. it. I if I was like the the guard, I'd be like, yeah, yeah. no, no. <laughs> I, I'm okay. Like I'm not doing that. Like no, you, I'm not letting you go.
1: You will release me.
2: I but, I am powerful. Magnate. So so we did yes. have we did but have some is, we did that, have that's some very that's very like if you think about who this was made for, it was made for like kids, like a prepubescent, like teenage boy, I guess boys, not teenage boys, but boys. And that's like how like simplistic they like their stuff. Like kids like their stuff. It's like I am Magneto. I am all powerful. Release. I am
1: bad guy. By the way, when we mentioned the X Men arcade, I do have what I think is probably the most iconic sound from the whole thing right here. If you're ready. Yes. The, so, the colossus uh the colossus uh super ability <laughs>
0: so it, it's actually pretty well cast if because i'm looking at the casting list right now like some people i don't know but so you had michael bell as cyclops um if you if you don't know him from anything else he was auger in Humanoids. okay um yet alan oppenheimer is the blob and colonel Caffey. um he's been in a shitload of stuff um neil ross who was springer and transformers was nightcrawler and some other voices um pat fraley was pyro uh you would know his voice dan gilvason was colossus now you don't know who that is he was peter parker and spider-man and his amazing friends in bumblebee. Mm. and bumblebee wow. and then um frank welker was toad and lockheed and professor x was john stevenson I know I know his voice from something, but I, I'm not sure where.
2: Hmm. So I'm not sure. The, the biggest one is like Kathy. So she, As a Kitty Pride, and she's been in like a million things. Yeah, right. I OK.
1: It's one a very thing. it's a
0: very it's a very 80s voice cast.
1: Yeah. One thing that did throw me. In the course of this, by the way, and it, I did not remember this from the first time I saw it, but Wolverine calls Kitty Pride a kid and she goes, I'm not a kid. I'm 14. And I was like, whoa, what? What? Yeah. She's
0: 14. As a side Professor,
1: note, if he... you're calling her up. It's like, hey, do you want to join our, our like stairs down death regularly crew over here?
0: If, if you want, um, also if you want, if you want good interviews, like look up BotCon panels with um, Neil Ross and uh, Dan Gilvezin because they're hilarious, like the stories mm. they tell and stuff. Neil Ross in particular is a good storyteller.
1: Okay. It was just a. Uh, looking, you know, him some. Up. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Go ahead.
2: Uh, looking him up, uh, Brad, like John Stevenson. Who, you know, voiced uh, Professor X, like, did a shit ton of, of, like, actual, like, uh, animated stuff or voice acting, things like that. Okay. All the way down to, like, looks like 2004 was, like, the last thing he did. Then he passed away at the very old age of, like, 91. He actually, oh, actually, he did stuff until, like, 2010.
0: Oh, he was in The Hobbit. That's where I know his voice from. Mm Hmm. Oh, he was Mr. Slate in some of the newer jets and stuff.
1: Okay. Uh Brad, I just found the behind the scenes thing about the you were right about the Aussie wave thing. Uh I was forced to use the Australian version of Wolverine because of all the Australian yeah. stuff that was popular Mad Max, Crocodile Dundee, and so on. Mm. That he was an expat expatriated Australian. Um oh, man.
0: Ooh. Matt, you'll, you'll be interested in this. So, um, John Stevenson was Captain Mike Murphy in Sea lab 2020. <laughs>
2: That's amazing. Not,
0: not the Adult Swim one, the show that they parodied. Oh, wow. He's from the original show that they, they redubbed from the seventies. He was oh, Captain wow. Murphy.
2: That's amazing.
1: I, I'll be honest with you. I, I never saw it. I, I saw some Sea lab 2021, which was funny, but I never saw the, uh the original.
0: I imagine it's not good.
1: <laughs> there is a lot of uh, there were some times in my childhood where um I would stay at my grandfather's house and you know my grandfather was a you know very good man that sort but it was kind of like well I'm not exactly sure you know what we ought to do. I don't have a whole lot for you. So he he got Cartoon Network on his uh on his cable package. So I ended up watching a lot of like 70s era cartoons and I was just like, "Ooh, wow, wow. These do not come. You know, here I am in the mid 90s watching them and it's like in my comparison, I was just like, oh, like the adventures of Benjamin Grimm, where a, a skinny teenage Ben Grimm would turn into the thing with oh, his thing rings and stuff and, and the Fantastic Four show, which was basically just Galactus and the Mole Men, is all I, re- you know. Some of that seventy stuff, I look. At, I'm just like, wow, okay, like that. That was that was like low hanging production. The Hanna Barbera stuff really got to me.
0: But... No, Hanna Barbera. I think Ruby Spears is worse than Hanna Barbera. But Hanna Barbera, even as a kid, I always thought Hanna Barbera was low rent. And like, yeah. if you're getting like a Top Cat, it was like, God, this isn't even like Looney Tunes or like bad Looney Tunes, like um, Bunny and Clyde or whatever, bad. But like, it, I always saw it as third rate compared to like Disney cartoons or Looney Tunes.
1: I wanted to, there were some of them I wanted to like. I wanted to like original Space Ghost more than I did, and I wanted to like um, the uh, uh, the Herculoids more than I did. Oh,
0: I love Herculoids. That's like the only one I like. But but,
1: but I look at it, I'm just like. Okay, like you, you even even as as a kid, I could pick out the reusing the frames.
0: See, I loved Herculoids when I was a little kid though, because they were still on Saturday morning when I was really young. I think well into when Ghostbusters was showing up, but um, I you know, I like dinosaurs as a kid and stuff and you know, they were dinosaurish, so I always liked that. Show.
1: yeah, but it it like the concept I really liked, but then it's like, hey, we're just using the same animation every time. Here's the sort of rhino looking one shooting the stuff out of its horn. It's the exact same frames you saw, you know, 10 oh. minutes ago because the episodes were only 15 minutes long.
0: I'm surprised they they've never um, tried to, like, redo that with, like, modern animation and storytelling. Like there's um, cause you, there's really some good stuff like because that can be like in a post apocalyptic setting. Like there's a lot you could do with that.
1: Yeah, but anyway, in, in watching this particular thing, um, another thing uh, in terms I, – I guess this would be more direct character direction than it would the voice acting stuff. But apparently Blob and Toad are just so dumb they can't use articles in how they, how they talk, and that annoyed me because you know, Toad never used – like Toad didn't use articles a or the or, or stuff like and blob was nothing moves blob and you know toad yes master toad do well and i'm like Ugh.
2: no these are not, not a mystery calling to- and, and like yeah i did good mister and it's like it was very odd it was like uh this is really going back but it was almost like an edward uh, lori voice yeah for toad um and he was – and his, like, loyalty was, I thought, like, really, like, portrayed very, very poorly by McName, Magneto because he's like, thank you, Toad. I'll go play in an airlock. And it's like, yeah. what? That's
0: that's a very yeah, – You did
2: exactly what I asked to. Why very, don't you
0: go
1: shoot yourself?
0: It's very like, 80s, ah. like, cartoon villain.
1: Also, yeah. did you keep a running track on how many times Magneto kicked Lockheed, who was for some reason on a asteroid M? Uh, yeah,
2: I didn't really <laughs> get that, but yeah, I, like, hey, we, we have a space dragon. Oh, I, we have a space dragon. Cool, kick. You were just uh, you're just kind of commenting about that. Like, what, what, what was your overall imp- uh, impression about the uh, Brotherhood of Mutant Terrorists, as they they were called? <laughs> uh, more than half of them were just dumb muscle, and I'm like, they were they were, but half of them were actually I think like low key terrifying. Like the whole thing where like Magneto and Juggernaut and everything like that is like just tearing through. Yeah. The like the the mansion. I'm like, this is actually like low key terrifying. Even Emma
0: Frost uh, breaking Magneto out in the beginning is pretty. Yeah,
2: it's like they're like just. I can believe they're terrorists. They're just like like tearing through stuff.
0: Pyro was pretty. I thought I thought the most well done villain was Pyro.
2: Yeah, Pyro uh, was like like very psych- like psychopathic.
0: And his voice his voice actor did a really good job with him.
1: Mm. See, I, I'm I watched it and then I sat back for a minute and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, Magneto and Juggernaut tear up the okay. The heels are getting the heat here. We gotta wait for the comeback. Here we go. And I, you know, because you're doing this whole thing in like 22 minutes, mm. so they have to shorthand everything. And yeah like, okay. that was
0: that was a problem
1: yeah it, if it had been one of the things where it's like this is a pilot, it's supposed to you know it's the length of two episodes together here you go the pilot you know, just for the,
0: the pilot for ninety two though was very it let things breathe
1: it was it was like an hour long, wasn't it yeah it was a two it had an hour long time slot i should say yeah you, it did you, and it wasn't all
0: because like, if you watch the original air aired two-parter, they changed some things that are like from what, like the actual episodes were
1: mm-hmm. also the fact that apparently like I'm, I'm still, I'm torn on the characterization of Kitty pride through this whole thing. She's like, very, you know what
0: I thought is like, I wonder if the 92 show kind of, took this story for Jubilee because it felt very, um, felt very samey in that regard. Mm
1: -hmm. Except they acknowledge that Jubilee's basically a child and she's not going to be like, it's like, you're going to come here to our school so we can help you not. Hey, I want you to help us join our mutant special forces squad at age fourteen. Yeah. Well, the
0: problem is the problem is in this kitty pride is that God awful thing they did in the eighties and early nineties. Where you either had to have the kid fucking everything up or the cute animal sidekick. So Kitty Pride is the kid that they think is supposed to be um the kids watching you know, um,
1: oh, they're analog,
0: yeah, they're analog, which which I always hated because like when I watch let's use mask as a good example, um who has the worst sidekick in the robot? But like I never gave a crap about the kid. I was there for the masks doing cool stuff and the transforming cars. Like I, I could have given a crap about the kid,
1: right? In right. his
0: subplots, and I think that's always been true. But then, oh, I think, uh,
1: Marvin and Wendy and the Super Friends never cared about no. them. Could I please see the Super Friends do stuff in a Super Friends cartoon?
0: Yep. But like then you go to. Um, you go to hold on, I lost my check. Okay, so you go to ninety two. Jubilee is kind of in that same role, but they mask it a whole lot better.
1: She's she gets an orientation um tour. Like Jubilee gets introduced to everybody and everybody's like, Hey, you're gonna come to school here. That's cool. And it's not like a by the way, you're gonna be on the front line. <laughs> Yeah, but she's also but she's
0: supposed to kind of she's kind of like a take on that analog, but she's done way better and not so ham fisted.
1: And she also has a believable response in that the I'm freaked out by all this happening to me. I don't really want to be here, but I don't want to go home because they'll find me. So, you know, she goes and hides out at the mall or something. Like She does something that would be believable as opposed to Kitty Pride here being like, I screwed up. I have to fix it. It's like you don't know how to uh, n- no you and never mind.
0: She has all the bad like kid sidekick tropes.
1: Oh, and she is whiny.
0: Oh God, yes, she is. That's very vo- much so. That was the worst voice actress to pick for for whiny too because her voice can come across that way.
1: Ooh, yeah, yeah, it's uh. oh that's 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 tough to deal with so um would we say it's it's worth watching um
0: no (laughs) i would say i would say you could do a lot worse um for 80s cartoons in general like way worse that superman show for for instance but um I would I would give it a thumbs in the middle leaning towards down, but I would say it's not worth your time.
2: Uh I almost would give it a thumbs up like it's worth like it's worth watching out of a kind of like as a curiosity. The thing is like it's only like twenty two minutes. So it's like you really have no you don't have twenty two minutes out of your day to watch like this. Like one episode pilot that didn't actually become like a full thing. Like it's, I actually would say it's, it's, it's good to watch. Mm -hmm.
1: I, um, I look at this and the first thing that comes to mind for me is that it's worth your time as a comparison to the 90 series. Mm -hmm. Like this is where they started. This is where they got, they did a good job changing things in i guess pretty short order i mean 89 to what 92 93 something like that yeah
0: because the medium had changed a lot in those couple of years because you had stuff like tiny Toons like get popular you know animaniacs was in the work they really got more comfortable like thinking outside of the animation box
1: Mm-hmm. so you have um you have all that and it's like okay this is it, it, for for context sake, context sake, it's better. And the danger room sequence, I think, is really cool. The ending sequence, by the way, just absolutely annoys the hell out of me. Because oh, we're on asteroid M, we've got to go stop Magneto, and then they just peel members off. They're like Storm, make sure all the air doesn't get out. Uh, Dazzler, you fight Pyro. And then it's like, okay, those fights, that's ongoing. Dazzler stays there. Wolverine and Toad go at it, and then Wolverine steals Toad in a cave, and Toad's like, I can't get out, I can't. And Wolverine's like, I'll just stay here. Uh, Colossus and Juggernaut have this little showdown thing. Um, The Cyclops and the White Queen are... Blasting at each other, I guess. The whole thing is basically to whittle the, the team down to being Nightcrawler and Kitty Pride to get to Magneto. And I'm like,
2: uh, it it seems lazy to me to do it that way. For, for a group that I've already shared, I think it's like they're kind of like low-key terrifying. They're like very, very, at times, like the first half of the show, mm-hmm. they're very competent. It's like they're easily dispatched. Like it's in like two minutes, like basically everyone but but Magneto is dealt with. Yeah, so it's still like funny.
1: And but... oh, and Magneto's plan: I'm gonna wipe out all life mm. on Earth so mutants can take over. It's like, dude, mutants are gonna die too. Like, what? Mm. what, what what's your end game here, man? <laughs> right. Uh, maybe that's an adult thing with a, a simplistic villain plan for a cartoon, but still okay. that bugs me.
0: Yeah. So then what was our final subject for the night?
1: Oh, what was the other one? Oh, it was Kevin. Oh, Con- Con- yeah. Conroy. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately this past weekend we were, I think it's safe to say all saddened by the, uh, by the news of the passing of Kevin Conroy. In in my opinion, the definitive Batman. Uh-huh. Um, it just sucks. Um, there's lots of really heartfelt um, uh, statements from co-stars and stuff. Mark Hamill's was really nice. Uh, I you know I did not read that. What did he say? A big part of it was that first of all, Kevin was one of the the nicest, kindest people he knew, and that Kevin. Was very good at working to mirror the people he was working with, so that they could draw better performances out of each other. So mm-hmm. it, it's it's a joy to work with, a joy to know, and you know, did a great job and that sort of stuff. So I look at it and it's just like, man, damn, you know, it, and I think he was seventy six.
0: No, he is uh, 66.
1: Oh, I no, was way if off. you look at uh, pictures
0: of him from, like, last year, he looks real rough.
1: Looks kind of rough, but, it, you know, it just...
0: Time's a it, bitch, man.
1: It sucks to lose someone so iconic. Oh, I know why I thought 76, because Gallagher died the day after, and he was 76.
2: So... I mean, it sucks. Look, he... It sucks to lose anyone that you really care about because they they've created content or they've been part of something that is beloved. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this before, like, we I mean, Batman, the animated series. My rank up there with my favorite of literally any animated series like ever, like, I, I think it's great. And I, I agree with you, Shad, that it's he's like he's become the iconic voice of Batman and he kind of has been for, like, 30 years, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, video, uh, video games, because he did, like, the Batman stuff and the, like, the Arkham games.
0: Like, he's, he's Lego he's... Batman in the games, too, I think. Mm. Somehow.
2: He, obviously, he did all the the animated stuff. It's like he's he was basically Batman. Um, and so losing him is, like, a big blow. And if he's in his 60s, it's like 60s is the age where you don't, Nowadays, you don't expect people to necessarily pass away. No, you know what's you know what's funny about it's it's, mm?
0: you know what's funny about that is when I was a kid, I mean everyone's older when you're a kid, but like you know if they got to their 60s when we were kids, they were doing good, and um, now you know when we're older, you know 60s isn't anything. It's like oh, if you're getting to your 80s, you you know that's pretty bog standard now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And he, it was just, was it was intestinal cancer or something like that? I don't remember. Um, it sounded um, like a bitch, it was,
0: whatever it was.
2: Yeah. It was something like that. And he unfortunately <clears throat> just didn't last. It, I, I think they said intestinal cancer. No. I'll look right now. That could be like a few things. Uh, but if it was yeah. something like pancreatic cancer, for example. You might, I don't know, maybe you would consider that intestinal cancer, but things like that, like cancer in those areas, like, what did usually Chadwick, don't last long. What did Chadwick
0: Bozeman have? Did they ever say? I thought he had colon cancer. That's what I
1: thought. Uh, yeah, they said it was intestinal cancer for Kevin Conroy, and he didn't ever disclose it publicly.
0: I didn't, I didn't know if Chadwick so, Bozeman ever did either, because that was a big secret until I think he actually died, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was. Um, and, you know, the hell of it is he's he was going through, uh, let me see, yeah, stage three colon cancer in uh, 2016, hit stage four in 2020. He never said anything about it, but there were the number of people who would see like paparazzi photos of him and be like, oh, man, he shouldn't be getting that skinny. I mean, what's wrong? And as opposed to being like, you know, something ain't right because if you sign on to be a Marvel superhero with Disney there are some strict uh, appearance clauses in the um, in the contract
0: yes and the amount of steroids you should be taking
1: <laughs> depending on the character but um, its it's like w- the fact to see him like that thin knowing that he just you know, he had just been Black Panther a few years before. It's like, no, something, something's wrong here. Um, but
0: it sucks, Black, man. Yeah, it Black sucks. Panther
2: came out in 2018. Yeah, uh, and then the the Avengers Infinity War Endgame came out in 2018 2019. So he would have already been diagnosed with that, mm-hmm. uh, and he passed away. Looks like August 28 2020. Yep. so it's like he was very much in the middle of that battle mm-hmm. uh, and he was still putting out that content and maybe he didn't anticipate him himself passing away but he at least like left something that's like a, a, a lasting legacy mm-hmm. so it's like you, people can't be, just be happy with that like people like it's it's very sad that he died i don't I wish he had not passed away because I think he was like a really emerging, like young talent. Cause he passed away at 43. It's like he could have had like years, years. Like yeah. I mean, and by years I mean decades more of entertaining he could have done. Mm-hmm. But if you know, he he at least left like an enduring legacy. He played like Black Panther. Uh, he what was what was the other one he did? He played. I'm not sure. No, he of uh, forty two. He played Jackie Robinson. It's like oh, it's like do you, like he he left a very in, like he imparted like a legacy upon people. Uh, and we've talked about representation. It's like uh, I mean he played Black Panther, and a lot of people, like kids who were you know African American or basically non-white, like they have he latched on to that. It's like well, I can be a superhero too, and it's like yeah, like why hold on to that like. You mm-hmm. want you want kids to embrace comics or embrace superheroes or things like that. So it, it's really good that he was like the face of things. For a time, and so yeah. he like passed away. And speaking of representation, uh, we should also mention that I didn't even know this. Um, and I would say, like, I shouldn't know that because it should be about like the work. Not necessarily like your your personal life, but. I didn't know that Kevin Conroy was member of the LGBTQ community. He was he was gay, and mm-hmm. I didn't I don't, know that. I, that he was kind of
0: one of those guys that I don't think anyone, like fan wise, knew a damn thing about him outside no. of like
2: acting. He kept his personal life, at least publicly, mm-hmm. very quiet. And people who like work with him, like I guess, knew when he wasn't like he wasn't like he was like, in, in the closet to go back to it, like an old term he wasn't in the closet he no like it was, I it guess... just
0: seems like it was like a, i think it would be like he he wasn't hiding it but if like some fan asked he'd be like it's none of your fucking business <laughs> like i think that's i think that's more like that
1: i kind of figure that at least looking back that's something that not never even entered my mind. Is you know Kevin Conroy does this awesome Batman, but you know Kevin Conroy's Batman. Yeah, that that's all I cared about. Um, uh, and so you know the the fact that's whatever, man.
0: It's actually a rare quality now for um celebrities to not overshare and like ruin their work with their stupidity on social media.
2: So that's, I think that. I, I like that. I, I think that I think that people shouldn't necessarily know. Like you should keep some things private in not necessarily like things like that per se, but it should not be like your entire identity.
0: No, you, you know who I appreciate now that's like that? I mean, he's had his troubles in the past that were well publicized. But like Robert mm-hmm. Downey Jr. I don't know a damn thing about Robert Downey Jr. And I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Like I don't need to know. I don't need to know what he thinks about the traffic on the freeway today.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like I like Zachary Levi. Zachary Levi's statement has been like the stuff that I, you know, I follow him on Instagram and stuff. The stuff I hear about from him are trying to be positive, trying to be like, hey, you know, suicidal ideation's bad. You know, if you're if you're depressed, look for help. Um, You know, it's. You know, and you know, you should you should try to be a good person and and you know, be kind of you know that sort of stuff. It's he he's not like you know here I am with my smoking hot wife or anything you know he's that's not a big thing for him. Um, kind of similar to that. He shares a little bit more, but it's not you know uh, whatever. I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs>
2: So. No, I mean, I in general, like, I think that a lot of times people like tend to overshare mm-hmm. on social media, and it's like you should probably not do that. You should, you know, just keep your life your own. Um, but to the extent, I do think to the extent that you're gonna be open about things, like, I think that if you if you want to like share some things, and I don't feel like Kevin Conroy ever like shared his like sexual orientation, for example. But to the extent that it's like you're gonna share, like if don't make it like your entire identity, I think that's what that's a problem that people dive into. like they make it they make like a thing about their life, like their entire identity.
0: Well, I think mm-hmm. I think another problem from their perspective I see that I feel bad about is there's like a pressure on them. Mm-hmm. to like make statements and make declarations and like to me it's like you're not owed anything from anyone like you're not just because you watch like some movie of theirs like you're not you're not owed their stance on something or like a certain insight into their life or or things like that and i mm-hmm. see that pressure a lot now with social media and it's i really just don't like it because, you know, you know, like, here's a great example of someone who's kind of outlasted a lot of people on YouTube is um, James Rolfe, the angry video game nerd, because he doesn't share his personal life. He just does his thing and he does not like delve into drama or like that stuff. He just does his work and moves on.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll acknowledge other stuff, but that's really about it. Um the number of people who have been run off of YouTube because of stuff like that is, well, I mean, you have kind of have more access to people who's, that's their primary platform. But, yeah. But anyway, it, yeah, sucks losing Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Um, it's, it, you know, there's, there's not a lot of uh, named celebrities and stuff that you know kind of it actively kind of makes me a little sad to lose them you know Robin Williams it sucked to lose Robin Williams um it sucks to lose Kevin Conroy it's going to really suck to, you know when the day comes that Mark Hamill's gone but
0: Oh that one's going to suck
1: Yeah but it, it you know it, this is one that you kind of like, you are like oh god you know that's this one sucks You know what one
0: of my my favorite Mark Hamill performances ever was um Cockknocker and Jay and Silent Bob strike
1: back. <laughs> I, uh, why do they call you Cockknocker? It's a funny story, by the way. But, um, um, I loved him doing the, uh, I loved Mark Hamill doing the trickster for the Flash stuff because he did it in the original Flash, uh, series. And then he just did the exact same thing whenever they brought it back in the, uh, the CW Flash. So that was. It, it, they were, it was basically the same character.
0: So He's done a lot. Mark Hamill's done a lot of stuff as a voice actor. I think he's actually probably going to... I mean, if you took Luke Skywalker out of it, I think he'd be more remembered for his voice roles than his acting roles. Mine is Luke.
2: Uh, that'd probably be true. Like he's he's basically remembered as Luke. Yeah, uh, It's actually like live action no, stuff. I
0: I hate I hate this new, like, idea. And Disney actually pushes this, and it pisses me off. Like, this idea that, like, back in the day, like, people, you know, people that were kids in that era, that Luke was lame and everyone wanted to be Han Solo. Like, that was fucking bullshit. Like, everyone wanted to be Luke,
1: too. Luke could use the Force. Yeah. Like, like, like the, do I don't you, know. Do you, if you watch the original trilogy, do you not want to be the space wizard?
0: Yeah, like, I don't, I don't under... I don't understand where that notion ever came from because that did not exist like well into the nineties that did not exist.
1: Like there are people who liked Han more and that's cool, but it's not like, oh, Luke sucks. It's like, well he's kinda kinda whiny in the first one, but he gets better. Yeah. Like but I
2: I won't lie to you. I was one of those people that liked Han more. (laughs) Cool. But I'm not saying like that Luke was like, oh, he sucks, I don't like him.
0: I was always a Chewie fan, honestly.
2: <laughs> Chewie was uh, great.
0: He's so, quite whiny, though, because he wouldn't get in the trash compactor because he smelled something. <laughs> He's being a real bitch about it, honestly.
1: <laughs> he just needed a little encouragement.
0: That's my, so, my favorite line. The, well, the first one's underrated for like the the banter but like him just being like i don't care what you smell get down there
1: yeah i do remember before she passed away someone asked um carrie fisher uh, they said you know don't you think that that leia should have been you know more empowered in the first movie and her response was great she goes do you think they would have made it off the death star if leia hadn't taken over when they were down the the detention hallway and it's like you know that's a pretty good point. Who
0: who says that when they're just firing like wildly at anything and she takes the gun from Luke and blows away like three stormtroopers. Like she right off the She
1: shoots the the great open, walks across the uh, the the tunnel blasting back at him and goes first. Yeah, it's like, like wow.
0: Like who uh who thinks that? Like uh, because we 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 talked about Matt and I talked about that once about how that made sense, because, yes, the the princess with martial training would be better with a gun than a farm boy.
1: Right. But. I don't know. That was I saw it was a social media exchange I saw somewhere. And it's like, wow. OK. Yeah. So anyway, I think that about wraps us tonight, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pride of the x-men is not that long it's good for kind of historical context and and the animation that sort of stuff but we also wanted to kind of fold in some current events around it because there's some stuff that it's too important to pass on yeah so all right anything we want to mention about that's down the pike or
0: no we haven't decided yet
1: there's a lot going
0: on for some of us behind the scenes
1: so also Mm -hmm. true so um If you have a request, send it our way. We'd love to hear from you on social media. And so uh, this is Shad with Matt and Brad. We've been in three corners. You're in the fourth, and we will see you next time.